Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Police in the English community of Hull offer up this report that continues to provide proof that people will steal anything, anytime, and anywhere. Officers there say back on July 15th, two men showed up in a truck to a local sports complex with a few tools. And after doing some work at the site over the course of several hours, leaving and coming back several times in the truck, managed to steal an entire building. Yeah, they spent six hours on scene, filling the truck and and then leaving to empty it, returning more to get more until they had stolen piece by piece a 30-foot-long storage building without anyone saying anything. That's pretty impressive, actually, Cliff. It is pretty. It is. That's a a lot of work. That's guys knowing what they're doing, too. Yeah. I'd still be there three days later trying to figure out how to get the thing apart. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Well, welcome to the Morning Road Show. My name is Weed, and I'm here once again to relax you and take your mind off of entertainment. And I think we can do that pretty well. (laughs) You're known for that. Cliff, do you know who Ed Sheeran is? Well, yeah, it's a redheaded uh, singer, is he not? That's exactly right, from England. Yeah. He's, I couldn't remember, he's like England, Ireland, that UK kind of thing, but yeah. Yeah, he had that huge hit, think, Thinking Out Loud, which is an absolutely fantastic song. We should play yeah. that, we not should, as a... Um, just to play it. Just to be playing it. <laughs> no no punishment. No just punishment, it. it's yeah. just a dang good song. Yeah. But he's in the news today, Cliff, Mr. Oh, Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so. Yes. And uh, What did he do? Well, he says mm-hmm. that he's a binge eater. Okay. You're speaking to the choir there, Ed. And <laughs> he says, Cliff, that sometimes he eats yeah. until he upchucks. Oh. Coincidentally, that's the exact same effect this program has on me, usually Tuesdays and Wednesdays, Cliff. <laughs> It causes you to eat until you upchuck, or just upchuck. I just get so itself. much of it yeah. <laughs> that I just <laughs> randomly upchuck and, here in and, the studio. And now, all across the region, our wonderful listeners are going, yep, me too. Me too, yes. <laughs> we, the late Steve Jobs, was recognized during his life as one of the greatest technology minds the country has ever had. He was one of the founders of Apple Computers, of course, and was first awarded a medal for his contributions to society by President Reagan way back in 1984. And it was his company's products that are said to have ignited the personal computing revolution. So whether you use an Apple product or not, Jobs had a hand in shaping where and how you get your information, entertainment, and communication even today. He passed away from pancreatic cancer in 2011, and now that he's gone... Biographers have had a chance to sift over some of his achievements and some of the other things that you probably didn't know about Steve Jobs. In his book covering the life of Apple's founder, writer Walter Isaacson wrote that Jobs had quite the unusual habits when it came to nutrition. Not only being a vegan, sometimes he committed to something called fruitarianism, which meant he ate only fruits, nuts, seeds, vegetables, and grains, and believed that in so doing... He was able to keep his body flushed of mucus. And that meant, he believed, he was free from body odor, so he didn't wear deodorant or shower on a regular basis. Something his co-workers found to be 
an inconvenient and incorrect assumption. He was also known to relieve stress at work by soaking his bare feet in the company toilets. <laughs> well, I think I'll try that, Cliff. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> I'm here by myself. There's nobody else around. Yeah. We'll see He's how in... uh, stress-free I am. <laughs> He's going to go soak his feet in the toilet. Why not? Well, this is going to be a little different ne- starting next week, Cliff. Why is that? The Wheel of Fortune has been on now. I can't believe this. For 45 years, that show has run continuously. Really? And next week, they're going to start taping new episodes because they've kind of shut things down with this pandemic. But they're going to do it next week, and they're going to social distance from one another. All the contestants, you know, they always stand right beside each other. That's no longer going to happen. And each contestant will mm-hmm. have their very own wheel to spin. You won't be grabbing the same one. <laughs> now, that's going to look freaky. I guess, I, I mean, a lot of people didn't realize that wheel thing, there was only one of those. I mean, when they, because they have a tendency to like go around the country to different spots, around the world, actually, and they play the game in different locations. That's right. It's one wheel. They truck it from place to place. There was only one wheel. <laughs> And now there's going to be at least now three. Three. That's going to be different, Cliff. And it's going to be a, yeah. I'll tell you, I'm I'm not a big Wheel of Fortune fan by any means because, to be honest with you, the puzzles make me nervous. Yeah, because you have trouble figuring out words. I, I, I can't know. figure out any of those words. And so, <laughs> and so it, I always get frustrated while I'm watching it. But I, I mess up a lot of times when they spin, yeah. finding which person the spinner is stopping on. I think somebody's just got, you know, a $500 gift card and they was on bankrupt because I'm looking at the wrong yeah, little flapper. looking at the wrong thing. I'm yeah. looking at the wrong flapper. I never thought I'd say that today <laughs> I'm either. looking at the wrong flapper. <laughs> Cliff. Yes? Do you have in your cooking utensil arsenal a mm-hmm. wooden spoon by any chance? Yeah, I have several wooden spoons. Did why, you see why the, do you need a wooden spoon? I don't, but I was wondering, oh. have you got a busy weekend plan by any chance? I don't know yet. I, I would suppose not. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I'm not going any... I don't have any plans. Plans could be made for me, but right now I'm like, okay, I'm probably not going to be all that busy. What do you need me to do with my wooden spoon? Well, I would like for you to take the oldest of the wooden spoons that you have, yeah. the one that you use all the time. Because yeah, you get a favorite, because it's just got a feel to it. It's right? got a feel to it. Yes, it's yep. just like a it's just like a craftsman tool. It's got a feel. Yeah. And I want you to take some water and boil it, and stick that spoon in there for like twenty minutes. Uh, twenty minutes. Yes. Okay. And then I want you to record or take a picture of what yeah. you find inside that boiling water once okay. it all settles out. Because the latest thing is they're saying don't ever use a wooden spoon because it absorbs all kinds of nastiness inside the wood that you can't clean off whenever you wash your spoon. So the only way then to clean it then would be to just to boil your wood. Well, they're saying you should leave the wood alone (laughs) because actual professional chefs never have a wooden spoon because of the nastiness that's locked inside of the wood. And I just thought, well, if Cliff's got one of them... 
and you've got some spare time, maybe you'd give that a shot. We could see that on Monday. You just want to see what kind of gross stuff comes out of my wood. I, yes, exactly right. Okay. Do you think you yep. can do that this weekend? I could probably work that up for you. How's that? All right. Well, I have one I could do, too, but it's, you know, it's kind of old. I mean, it's real old. Yeah. Like my mom okay. had this spoon, and it's been in the well, drawer. I never do touch it. Because I don't cook. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't cook. No, so I don't need a wooden yeah, we, spoon, or I don't. That. I don't need the yeah. wood at all. But I think, Cliff, if the story is yeah. true, I think that the wooden spoon actually came out of one of the walls at the log in from Warrington. One of my relatives. <laughs> it's that old. I huh? think it's pretty old. So yeah, <laughs> and I'm afraid to uh, be boiling that thing in water. I'm afraid I'll summon a demon or something. Being the year 2020. Well, this is true, yeah, and you live on the Kickapanas property, so that's also possible. Yes, I don't want to raise them, so if you'll do that, Cliff, that'll be great. Okay. Well, Cliff, I read that Wisconsin is also a state that has passed the uh, regulations that wearing a face mask is mandatory. Yes. And a lot of people in Wisconsin mm-hmm. are not very happy with that. They're thinking that the mask that they have to wear makes yeah. them look silly. Okay. And they're worried about that. And I'm sitting here thinking, <laughs> yet you're perfectly fine with wearing big blocks of cheese on your head at a Green Bay say, Packers game. These, these are the people who wear foam cheese on their head. Everywhere you <laughs> see on a football game. Is that not right? No, it's exactly they're right. They're everywhere. It's like, <laughs> I kind of think you look silly wearing the cheese. Yes. I've seen them at baseball games, Cliff, at a Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> baseball game. Wearing cheese. They got cheese on their head. <laughs> and the brewers have nothing to do with cheese. Uh, uh, they got, they only, they have. Just beer. That, that's all they got to do, yes. <laughs> Weed, there's dedication to a sport you love, and then there's this level of dedication. George Bates has a debilitating condition in his legs that leaves him unable to walk without intense pain. And so he spends nearly all of his days in a wheelchair. But his love of sports led the English boy to start playing wheelchair basketball as a child, and now, as a 26-year-old, he's one of that country's best, good enough to play on the Paralympic team and compete for a gold medal. But as you might expect, there's just one problem. The International Paralympic Committee ordered the International Wheelchair Basketball Federation to change its rules prior to the next games about who's eligible to play and who isn't. And under the new guidelines... Bates isn't disabled enough to play. It's been said that there's a solution for every problem if you're willing to pay the price. And in the case of the wheelchair basketball player George Bates, it is having your bad leg amputated so that then you will qualify to play under the new rules. It's a surgery he's now actually considering. I like nothing that much, Cliff. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Nothing or no one that much, I'm going to tell you Uh right now. You think he'll do it? He probably will. Just a guess. I don't know. Mm. Mercy. Mercy. That's serious, though, i got to say. That is Pretty a serious. serious competitor right there. I don't want to upset you this morning, Cliff, at 8.13, but uh, okay. it's news out of Nashville, and I thought maybe we ought to say something about it this morning. News from Nashville? Yes. Okay, what's going on in Nashville? Uh, in uh, two to three years, yeah. Garth Brooks says he's going to have his own bar <laughs> on Broadway. It's going oh, to really? be a dive bar. And he says he can't officially say it, but if you were betting, put your money on that happening in two to three years. Okay. I'm like, I've been up and down Broadway in Nashville. That's the last thing that place needs is another bar. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's a couple on that street, I will have to it, say. There's that, a couple Cliff. of hundred bars on that street. <laughs> At least. You're late to the game, Garth. Other people are way ahead of you already. Well, it's coming. I'm telling you, Cliff, it's going to be there. And you already know the other news from Garth this week. Yeah, that, yeah I know. He's uh, officially declared himself to be a has-been. Well, another way of saying that is he's officially declared that he is personally going to be ineligible to win the CMA yeah. Entertainer of he, the Year. He took himself out of the running for CMA Entertainer of the Year, thus becoming self-aware that he's a has-been. No, well, I just think it's about, I just think it's about shelf space. Personally, oh, you think so? You I think, think he's running is. out of shelf space? I think. Well, I think he could probably afford a bigger trophy cabinet if he really wanted. I mean, he's got like all the money in North America. His own little private jet. He could put a shelf in the private jet and fly it around all over the place. Hey, look at my award. Well, maybe I'm looking at it wrong because <laughs> for me, Cliff, yeah, fewer trophies. Yeah, that's more shelf space for Twinkies for me to stack in there. Maybe Garth oh, see, could do the same there. thing. Yeah. And I don't believe he passes up a Twinkie. I know I don't. <laughs> well, I don't either. Yeah. But <laughs> How do you feel about this? Well, about the Go-Go's. About the what? Go-Go's. The Go-Go's. Do you remember the Go-Go's, the group the Go-Go's? Not really, no. <laughs> are you serious? Up to, I, it, who are the Go-Go's? It's this all-girl group. Oh, my. Oh, oh. Oh, see, and if you'd have said Belinda Carlisle, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, the Go-Go's. I know who you're talking about. Uh, well, I should have said that. I should have led it with Belinda. Belinda Gar uh, Carlisle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They got yeah. a documentary this weekend that's going to be on Showtime. Yeah. And I think my favorite thing about the Go-Go's mm -hmm. was when they finally went, went. I didn't care for them very much. <laughs> I did not care for the Go-Go's. Did you like them? <laughs> well, I, I'm... They had a couple of songs that were, you know, catchy. I can't even but, remember any of the songs. Can you? Off the top of your head? I think I think after they broke up, Belinda Carlisle had a much bigger hit than any of the things that she did when she was with the Go-Go's. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And see, when you it was like Belinda Carlisle. Okay, now I know who you're talking. Now I know, I know more about them, and I know that Belinda Carlisle was an exceptionally attractive woman. Okay, I wasn't going to go down that path. <laughs> Exceptionally. How about Garth? <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> He's not even good looking as a man. <laughs> Gravy scented deodorant, Cliff. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to work on this weekend. Oh, really? Yes. In your lab with your white coat and safety glasses? Yes. I've been thinking about this for a couple, three weeks now, and I think I've got the time this weekend to put in to try this. And Okay. I think I'm going to have two different kinds. I'm going to have the white and the brown gravy scented okay. deodorant. Okay. I think white would go best during the daytime. That makes sense. And then, you know, this is like a it's like a breakfast deodorant basically. Kind of like that, but you can, you yeah. know, you can have breakfast anytime, so you can stretch it past the noon hour into about yeah. five o'clock, and then you switch over to the brown gravy deodorant. Where you where you want the dinner gravy deodorant. Yeah. I, I think that would attract people yeah. also, Cliff, the brown gravy, especially at <laughs> nighttime, you know, they smell yeah. a little brown gravy on you and it's like yeah. hey. This guy, he's pretty hot. What do you think? <laughs> I'm I'm more worried about what you'll attract besides people. Because if you get the scent of gravy down right, you're going to attract, you know, like a whole pack of dogs coming around and want to lick your underarms. You know, that's not a bad Saturday night, really. <laughs> if you think about it. <laughs> maybe, maybe not a whole pack, but one. That wouldn't be bad, would it? <laughs> 
Well, it depends upon the dog. I don't have the armpit for a bunch of dogs. You know, I don't have the room. Well, I mean, you, you know. But I could get one of them snuggled up in there. Uh, maybe one under each arm. Could you go with the threesome? You well, and two dogs. Me, well, <laughs> and some brown gravy. And some brown gravy. <laughs> I've got plans for the weekend, it seems like. Hey, Cliff. Yes? Check out this voice message we got left just about three okay. minutes ago, okay? Okay, go ahead. Morning, Wheaton Cliff. Nick Montwell checking in. Guys, I think that's just a new hit Garth Brooks song. Two dogs and some brown gravy. <laughs> that's a good point right there, Cliff. And and if it becomes a hit song, yep. yeah. I want my share of the royalties from that. That's, you, you deserve a writing credit for that. I sure. came up with the whole idea yeah. of dogs licking your armpits, and I want to take full credit for that. And my text message, they don't seem yeah. to be very happy, our wonderful 11 listeners, with that, no. with that visual. No, not at all. <laughs> I can't say that I blame them. And here we said July 31st, and it just feels like, Cliff, We've yeah. had absolutely no summer whatsoever. Usually by this time, <laughs> yeah. you're kind of reminiscing because school is, you know, the talk of school starting is already in the air. and I think it's uh, North Gibson like a week from today. Right. But Actually, usually yeah. you're reminiscing yeah. about the things that you did over the summertime, the places you went and seen and done. And this year it's pretty well, and when I'm thinking about it, it's like I've tried to avoid people. That's, that's been my summer game right here, trying to avoid being around people. Not to be mean, but to be safe for me yeah. and, and for them, too. And uh-huh. that's kind of the summer of 2020, staying away from everybody. Yeah. Well, our take it to the bank, Cliff, as I yeah. put it all together today, I think halfway through it, yeah. well, I think we may have done this one before. Oh, really? Yes. So we're going to repeat something that wasn't all that good to begin with. Exactly right. With a few okay. extra, you know added statements to it. How's that? Okay. Today we're going to be talking about on Take It to the Bank some facts about redheads that you may or may not know. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. Okay. And today we're talking red. It's a repeat. I kind of think it might be. I can't remember, Cliff. But today's facts about redheads. First of all, they have less hair on their heads than any other hair color there is. Okay. They uh, have, though... Thicker hair than most other people have. Less okay. than 2% of the world's population is red-headed. Okay. And if you're red-headed and blue-eyed, that's the rarest combo there is on Earth. I didn't know that one, Cliff. Wow. Yes. Well, I, I had no idea. And redheads don't yeah. go gray. They don't? No. It kind of fades to a white, but it okay. never goes actually gray. People that are red-headed are more likely to be left-handed. Huh. Okay. And bees are attracted to redheads. They think because of the color, you know, they think it's some kind of a, you know, flower, and they go for it. And in ancient Greek times, Cliff, they believed that redheads turned into vampires (laughs) when they died. (laughs) Okay. Oh, and one more little fact, Cliff, I saw just at the last minute. What's that? Ginger phobia is a real thing. Okay. It's the fear of redheaded people. I don't know anybody that's got that. Do you have that, Cliff? No, not at all. I don't either. My daughter's redheaded, so. That is right. That is yeah. right. Well, she'll never go gray. 
That's good to know. And she may be a vampire. We don't know about that yet. I mean, either. that's 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 yeah. Is she blue eyed? No, uh, no they're kind of green. I think kind of green. All right. Well, yeah. all of those things you can take straight to the bank. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day start with number three. Garth Brooks declared himself to be a has been. <laughs> number two, soaking your feet in the toilet. By the way, did you try that? How did it work out? You know, it's not all it's cracked up to be, Cliff. It wasn't. No. You actually did try it. I, well, one foot. <laughs> one foot. Water I'm, cold? I'm a little scared of water. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. That's true. <laughs> All right. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today. You could go with a threesome. You, two dogs, and some brown gravy. I thought we weren't going to mention dogs or gravy no more on this program today. <laughs> well, I mean, it, you know, it's got to go on the phrases, so we had to mention it. <laughs> But we know what you're going to be doing this weekend now, don't we? Well, it's a good time. <laughs> I'll tell you about it on Monday. How's that? Oh, uh, please don't. Full details. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not it. No. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.